Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to the 31 Days of Dread. You are here for day 14. And we're talking Rosemary's Baby. Now, I just recently watched this movie and I have to say, there is nothing about this movie that is dated, that feels old, that doesn't feel fresh. And I'm Peter A. DeLuca. I am your host. I am your guidance, your guiding hand into everything horror because this is where we do one horror movie a day for the entire month of October. And this is our first legacy horror movie of the month. Let's hit that intro and get to it. Alright, so what do I mean? What do I mean when I say legacy horror movie? I, it, it's like Rosemary's Baby, The Exorcist, Friday the 13th, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, like, uh, um, Hereditary, House of the Devil. Uh, I'm, I'm putting House of the Devil right in there. That was day 13. That, that was yesterday's also masterpiece. The Exorcist. But like you, you see what I'm doing here. Rosemary's Baby is just one, just one of the movies. If you want to know what horror is about, if you want to know that you don't have to kill people on screen, if you want anxiety, if you want the world to be against you, if you want evil to exist and to have influence. It's Rosemary's Baby. I'm also forgetting The Omen. I mean, you, you gotta put The Omen in there also. It's like, Omen, The Exorcist, Rosemary's Baby, that's your three-headed dragon. And I, be I, I believe I may have done Omen last year. I, I would have to check. I know I did, I think, Omen 4. <laughs> that was like a made-for-TV movie. Uh, keep in mind, look, if, if you're into, like, fame fiction and kind of uh just theories rosemary's baby in a way could act as a prequel to the omen and you know eventually for uh damien uh in becoming the um the president of the united states and i guess it would maybe have to be a shapeshifter because uh the omen child is is clearly uh normal and the Rosemary's baby baby, or Rosemary's baby child, is clearly uh, the devil. Like, it just, uh, uh, it, it looks like the devil. Uh, but we don't really know. And that's that's a little bit of the, the mastery of this movie. We don't get to see Rosemary's baby. We only hear Rosemary cry about uh, what's wrong with his eyes. And it's just uh, that visual alone. And... A lot like day five. Look, I'm, I'm going to be skipping around here. I'm, I may not be totally focused on the movie. Mostly because I feel like you, you should just go out and watch it. You should have seen it by now. Now, look. I know it took me a while to watch the black and white Universal horror movies. Okay? But you should have seen uh, Rosemary's Baby by now. And... We go back to day five of the 31 Days of Dread. And I made points of how Joker pretty much was like crossing over into reality. Meaning that if Joker made the Joker movie. 
he would want people to be out of their minds. He will he will want people making accusations, uh, you know, true, untrue, frivolous, whatever. He would want F- undercover FBI agents in theaters. He would want national releases. Uh, he would want chaos to follow his very own movie. And, you know, like there, there's a certain crossover for that. And I would say even Joaquin Phoenix and his his story history when it comes to, you know, what's acting and what's not acting. Uh, what, what, I forget the name of that documentary. Uh, Wish You Were Here, I believe. Uh, um, or You're Only Here. I forget the name of that. And everything surrounding that doc- documentary or mockumentary that he was a part of. Uh, perfectly fits him playing Joker. And you watch that movie and you know about the, the real world uh, history of it. And it just becomes surreal. Th- th- this is why Joker is the best picture of the year. It crosses over into our reality. It's it's just awesome. And and I, don't, I think a lot of that was unintended. But it doesn't matter. It, like, we are here. Like, it, you know, th- this is where we landed. And then we go to Rosemary's Baby. And it, there's a symmetry of these two. We have the the Tate murders, the Manson murders. 1969. This movie came out in 1968. Right? Let me, do, do I need to verify that? Rosemary's Baby. 1968. There's a little crossover there. The America at the time was obsessed with satanic cults. Uh, it was very much in the lexicon. There was almost like a fear of it. This movie uh, is a response to that. It's a uh, it's a noticing of a trend, very much like Slender Man, another movie that crosses over. Do you guys see my point? I hope you do. Along the way, along the way, we have Roman Polanski, who himself becomes the devil. Um, yeah, manipulated uh, a girl, uh, maybe more than one. I don't know. I mean, I don't know enough about it. But he he gets into trouble. He gets into the type of trouble, and maybe has some of the devices. Maybe has some of the obsession of a child molester. Okay? Child pornography. That's your writer-director of this movie. This movie crosses over in a scary way. Same as Joker. Same as Slenderman. And... I debated discussing this movie. I debated because I, I'm I'm not a Roman Polanski guy. Uh, you know, like it, there's plenty of other movies out there. I don't need to to see this. I don't need to see Chinatown again. I may have seen Chinatown once or twice. I don't uh, the piano right or the pianist. It, it I think that's what he won the Oscar for. It doesn't matter. I don't think I don't think he should have been eligible for for the Oscar. Oh, but again, whatever. Uh, Roman Polanski as a filmmaker, complete, uh, you know, again, you know, I've been throwing that word around a lot, but genius. You know, he he, he understands story. 
like like few filmmakers. And I really debated discussing this movie or even discussing him, but it's hard not to when you you re- you literally have Rosemary's Baby crossing over into reality. And because of that, you know, we can extrapolate the effects of Joker with Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary's Baby baby carried on and became more impactful. You know, and look, Mia Farrow, like storied actress, you know, Frank Sinatra. uh, There's a documentary, The Kid Stays in the Picture. It's a wonderful anecdote about Mia Farrow and Rosemary's Baby. Like, check that out. And... The Joker is not going to go away. The, the The Joker itself is only going to multiply and grow and influence. This movie uh, will never go away because of its influence. And it, the influence is immediately there when it comes to House of the Devil. You know, like the uh, somewhat the rituals, somewhat the same, the, some of the markings throughout the movie. Um, I wouldn't say the beat. You know, this movie has a beat. In, okay, it has um, a run of exposition. The exposition for this movie and the backstory is uh, essentially from dead from a dead character, which is very unique. And because all of these movies need a character that knows everything, and you know, we get a little bit less with, with House of the Devil. We get we we get it less there, but it's still there. This movie hides it in a very creative way. And look, we're talking 1968 here. But storytelling is storytelling. Uh, you know, do I believe there's been like a degradation in storytelling throughout the years? I would say like to a, to a larger extent, yes. And and the only mask we have for the degradation of storytelling is the renaissance we are in for uh, television. And, you know, serialized um series not sure if i said that right oh oh excuse excuse me you guys some of my neighbors waking up and taking their kids to school uh you know hey after all this is the audio audacity podcast studio you know things do echo around here but there there's there's all of these things and we're you know the, I think the greatest way for me how this movie crosses over is that it, it makes me really question and, and it pushes against some of my own principles. Because knowing the background and, you know, everything Roman Polanski uh, is, you know, I, you can't say accused of, is guilty of. Uh, you know, should it even be considered you know like should this movie be cancelled or excommunicated or you know should it just be blown into the wind I don't know it's tough uh, it's 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 a piece of art it has storytelling solutions that could even apply today and if you guys aren't familiar with the plot of Rosemary's Baby it starts with a woman uh, a young actor I guess they're somewhat supposed to be a young couple. This movie is also part of the, uh, I think it's the Lower East Side of New York City. It's the, uh, you know, the 1970s obsession with that with that part of the uh, city. Uh, you know, the very nice side. And, you know, they're uh, scaling up in life. They're 
they're well-to-do people, they're, you know, like, only getting better. And then, essentially, uh, they have uh, dinner with some of their neighbors. And you have to watch this movie a few times. And there's, like, a deal struck with these neighbors, and the husband kind of does, like, a follow-up appearance with the neighbors when Rosemary, the wife, isn't around. And that, look, this is all back, like, this is all off screen, everything that happens here, because it's not explicit. But he makes a deal with the devil. He makes a deal with this covenant of witches for success. And then immediately his career starts making moves. It's not like he gets a big movie. He just gets more opportunities. And then slowly it unravels. They They have a baby. There are seances. There is a character, another doctor, that is uh, uh, that dissects what's happening, that tries to warn her, and, and everyone around Rosemary that is supposedly uh, that can help her, they they end up injured or dead or blind, and she starts to uncover this, and her paranoia grows, but she's not paranoid. She's only portrayed as paranoid to the other characters. And she's slowly being drugged and, and you know, like there's hallucinogenics in this movie. Again, very big in the 60s. And then we have our birth. And then Rosemary slowly comes around to becoming the mother of this devil child that we don't see. And that's it. That's, that's, our, that's our movie. Now, it's insane that this movie has not been remade. It's insane that this movie never got a sequel. It's crazy. This is Rosemary's Baby 1968. That is the most significant part of this. This movie is untouched and uncorrupted. I don't think for long. I really don't. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, this get chipped away. I, I, I 100% guarantee it. But look, everyone, do yourself a favor. Favor. Do can I say that? Do yourself a favor for the 31 Days of Dread. Watch Rosemary's Baby. It's a, I'm pretty sure it's available on Amazon Prime or Stars, one or the two. And until next time, I think we're we're, we're going to slow down a little bit. With day 15 and day 16. We're going to do comedies. Yeah, we're doing horror comedies. We have to. We got... <laughs> I, look, I said this during week one of the 31 Days of Dread. And I've grown better with it throughout the years. Watching horror movies messes with you. Now, I've gotten better with it. You know, a little bit more desensitized. But definitely... <laughs> definitely... The messes with you, and I need a palate cleanser. And we're going to do two horror comedies. The first one is oh my god, I just love this movie so much, Club Dread. And the second one might be Transylvania Five Six Thousand, right? It's it's a, or is it Six Five Thousand? Jeff Goldblum, one of Jeff Goldblum's very best performances. Uh, we'll be going through those two movies. Look them up in the meantime. And, but until next time, until day 15, it's the 31 Days of Dread available everywhere. And I thank you and I love you.